0: in face, Elliot Dixon, still going, Cross. I think he got it down, how strong is he? And Jeladip gives it out now to Tommy Lucas, and he will put it down for Australia, and that should be it, the ball game. Oh no, going to score, it was
1: a no-look pass. Hello, hello, and welcome to our first edition of the 2016 uh, Rugby Podcast, here with Shaw Maloney and Scotty Stevenson over here from New Zealand. Welcome, fellas!
0: So good to be back. So good to be back. But what did what you, you live here? I know, but it's good to be back in the podcast. Oh, sorry, Podcast Central. Sorry, mate. It's been a heck of an off season. What have you been doing? Nah,
2: just swimming. Have you? Yeah. You don't strike me as a swimming type. Well, no, that's not true. I do look like a swimming type, much like a whale, Shawnee. No good on land, but put me in the water. Do you know what happened today? No. You know what happened today? I, I was in the pool at the hotel. At the pool. In the pool. <laughs> yeah. And the entire New Zealand Sevens team walked in for a pool recovery session. Have you ever seen a man get out of a pool faster?
0: Um, one of these things was not. You know, like I the reckon others. I have in Caddy Shack when the Chiquito Bar yeah, comes yeah. loose in the in the Caddy's pool, they won't go running. That was you. Oh
2: it's just ridiculous. Who's, who's 14 got blokes <laughs> come in, all with six-packs and Adonis builds. Who, who caught your eye, Scotty? I'll tell you who caught my eye. Sonny Bill caught my eye for one reason only. White Calvin Klein Speedos. Oh, is that right? Have some of that. I'm
0: never going white anything down there. <laughs> exactly. Ever. Exactly. Who's 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 got the biggest rig? Who's the who's cut like a loaf of bread? Uh,
2: well, Sonny, obviously. Uh, we all know that, though. We've seen Sonny with our stop on enough. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, who else is looking good in that team? Um, Gilly's Kalka car looks pretty good. Sure. I mean, they're all fit, aren't yeah. they? Isn't there zero body fat on a sevens player?
0: Zero body fat. Zero. I've been surfing. I've been I've been watching sevens, getting keen for Super Rugby. I've been surfing. Had a couple of incidents out in the water. What happened? Yeah, right. Had a local. Had a local go me. Punches thrown? Uh, punches were offered up. I had, I had the old one-on-one. One-on-one with an expletive off the back. I was so... I was so shocked by what had happened, because I was I was not at fault um, around the little situation there. What
2: happened? Did you drop in on
0: it? No, I don't drop in on anyone. I don't drop in VIP on anyone. Your big presence here. Oh, it's, my board's 10 foot, right? My board's 10 foot. <laughs> you I'll tell can't you what, help <laughs> dropping on people. I'll tell you what's happened. The board's 10 foot. I'm out there pretty much on my own. It's windy, it's choppy, just after New Year's. I've gone to turn around and paddle for a wave, and as I've gone to turn, this guy's paddling out. I don't have eyes in the back of my head, and he's grabbed my board and slapped it and thrown it back at me, and I was just – I said, hey – Hey! And that's when he's fired up with a one-on-one car park. Really? Problem right. for me, I reckon if I if I get him in the car park, I'm a 50-50 chance. But if he decides to tee off in the water, I'll drown. I'll drown.
2: What sort of buoyancy did you have on your wetsuit?
0: Uh no wet no Eddie, just rashy. Oh. I'd drown. i drown. So I've been surfing, watching sevens. And now I'm keen to go Super Rugby. What about you, Doran?
1: Oh, mate, I've uh, been slaving away here at the office. But uh, a couple of days at the cricket. And I was also swimming in the rain here at the Sydney Test Match earlier this year. But look, enough about that. Enough about you guys and the togs. Could talk all day about I could tog. actually.
2: Because I want to talk one more before we get into it. Yeah. Have you guys ever experienced swimming pool lane rage? Never. Did you know this is a thing? No. Back home? How? Uh, if you get in the lane with a guy doing a swim in the, in the public pool doing a serious swim and you're too slow lane rage it's like road rage in speedos Well, you are in the fast lane i wasn't it wasn't involving me i was swimming in a lane beside said event and this bloke just teed off went uh, off for half an hour i mean how's how angry is he getting what no he saying? he's got angry he's dropped a c-bomb yeah uh, and this is to a 70 year old woman oh no then he's told basically the rest of us in the pool that we can you know, well, you can make the rest up. Did anyone pull him aside and no say, one. hey, r- swimmer age boy?
0: Best of all, he's about 55, mm. he's wearing lime green speedo, right. a nose clip, yep. and blue goggles. He'll get his, mate. I wouldn't worry about that. He'll get his. He must be putting up good numbers to be raging at someone, though. But I just don't understand where lane rage comes from.
2: I can understand road rage. Sure, yep. you're in a motor vehicle, you're in a hurry, but when lane you're swimming, rage. how how tense is
0: that? Surf rage. There's Surf a lot rage. of rage getting around. Too much rage. All right, let's rage into the... What do you got for us, Christy? What do you got for us? Where are we going first with Super Rugby? Let's
1: kick off Super Rugby off-season chat. What's been going on, guys? Uh, New Zealand. Let's start off with yourself, Sumo.
2: Well... <laughs> Highlanders have been keeping below the radar as they do Uh, big weekend for them playing Racing Metro up in Hong Kong what an event that is Uh, who would have thought the Highlanders as a super rugby champion would be going on that little junket but they are a little bit of pre-season underway as we know boys Uh, the hurricane's getting dusted up by the force and the Rebs getting absolutely pumped by the Blues but I don't read too much into pre-season what I can say is that the Blues are the most exciting team in New Zealand at the moment for one reason only I don't think they're going to win this competition, so I'm just going to stop you there before you all start laughing at me. But the excitement level under Tana Umanga, I have not seen that for probably six years within that team. You've seen them go through some tough times. Oh, it hurts you, doesn't oh, it? Oh, it's excruciating. Yeah, it doesn't hurt me at the point. You know, look, whatever. But it hurts the game back home. Mm. Yeah, the, you know, this is New Zealand we're talking about. It's a very top-heavy country, four and a half million people, and a third of them live in one city. So if that big city's team's not going great, that's no good
1: for the game. So there is genuine excitement in
2: the Blues' ranks.
1: Just talk about why has that been in the past? Because obviously they won the first two super rugby competitions back in the 90s and then they've just fallen right off the pace in the last few years.
2: Yeah, I think there's a number of factors. When you consider you know, most of the top schoolboys come out of the schoolboy competition in Auckland, you can't keep them all, can you? You've only got one team in a city of 1.5 million people. There's an argument that perhaps you know, New Zealand, if it were to sustain another team, you'd have another in Auckland. but the other franchises got a jump on recruitment, and the Chiefs especially. Crusaders, we know, have been very good at that over the time. And also, coaching decisions. They weren't great coaches. I don't think anyone's going to look back at Sir John Kerwin's reign of three years and say, oh, he's a great coach, he just didn't have the players. Uh, you know, so there have been a number of, sort of pretty terrible decisions, I think, both in recruitment and in appointments. But with Umanga coming in, I, I tell you, I've been there for the, the last few weeks of the pre-season Man, that is a good vibe going on in that camp, and that's so good to see. Yeah, right,
1: right. And uh, down in Canterbury, obviously, passing of a couple of greats with with Richie, Dan, Colin Slade. Not so much of a crape, but handy player, Tom Taylor as well. How are they shaping up for this season? Well, I think it's good. Todd Blacker, of course, has said, uh, I'm done after this year,
0: and maybe that's what they need. Is, they is that need right? To, yeah. he's, he said that done. he He's done. He's done. Is he going north? What's, what's on the cards for the... Well, I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. But he came in in
2: 2008 on the back of the Robbie Deans era. And, it, look, they haven't won a title since. They've still been they've still been the most consistent super rugby side over that time. But it's all about titles. And he hasn't been able to deliver. And the bigger charge against Todd Blackadder has been, you've got all these All Blacks, mate. How come you're not getting us a title? Well, did he really have all those All Blacks? If you go back through all of those seasons that he's been in charge... How many of these guys were taking weeks off here and and were resting up here because they had all-black duty or were coming back late into the camp? So he's finally rolling into a season, albeit his last, with a team that is his from day one. And uh, he's got a good captain in Kieran Reid who's desperate for a big season. He's the heir apparent to Richie McCaw as the all-black captain, but he needs to prove that week in, week out. So it's a big season for him. They've got some exciting new players. They're going to miss Carter's ability. They're going to miss Slade's versatility. Uh, and it's a big season, of course, uh, for Marty McKenzie and, and Ben Volavola and sitting in that first five rank as well. The other is Richie uh, Moanga. So, young first fives, uh,
0: and we'll see how that
2: goes uh, throughout
0: the Marty season. Marty McKenzie, yeah? Marty McKenzie, formerly with the Chiefs? Correct. He's gone south. He's gone south. Has he? Good yeah. player. Not literally gone south.
2: Well, he was a south boy
0: originally. Is that right? So, he's okay. getting closer to Who do you think will start him or our? Man on the ground over there now, Ben Volavola, former Waratah.
2: Yeah, it's hard to say. I think they'll they'll get a bit out of Benny Volavola, uh, you know, throughout the pre-season. But, uh, you know, Ben's performances for Fiji weren't overly flash. Um, you know, OK, it's a tough ask to go over to Fiji, play Pac Nations Cup and, and deliver. But uh, I, I think they'll be hoping that, that Marty McKenzie, who's the most experienced bloke there, will be able to step up. And maybe he will step up, given that he'll be given that responsibility.
1: So, Scotty, before we jump over to Australia... New Zealand, five nations obviously, tough, tough um, league there, uh, who, who do you fancy? Yeah, well you got to go
2: through the schedule because uh, it's all changed this year as it has in Australia, we don't have the home and aways for every team, so if you want to go through and have a look at your schedule and say well who misses out on who in that second round, that's going to be quite crucial I think, the Chiefs for instance have had the wood on the Blues for five straight seasons, that's double wins, five straight seasons, so uh, the Blues only play the Chiefs once this year. They'll be thrilled about that, absolutely thrilled about that. Uh, and the Canes, uh, you know, must be thinking they're a chance, even though they've lost the likes of Martin Onu, Conrad Smith. Uh, but, you know, I think the New Zealand Conference is more wide open this year than perhaps it has been the last few years.
1: Yeah, right. And, and the Highlanders, are, are they much chance of going back-to-back?
2: Well, I haven't spoken about the hinders for the very reason that no one ever does, and I think that's the way they like it. You know, last year, their whole ethos was no one thinks we can do this. So they really circled the wagons, went siege mentality. You know, I was at that Super Rugby final, boys, and sitting in the tunnel at halftime. They walked out of their sheds at halftime. Last man out was Aaron Smith, and he yelled down the tunnel at Westpac Stadium and he said, boys, they said we couldn't do it. What a great rallying call as you walk out for the second half in a final, and we know the rest is history. Now they're a good team, and Jamie Joe's leaving as well, so they're going to be saying goodbye to their coach, and I know they'll be desperate to do it. I just wonder whether we will look back on last season and think to ourselves, that was the miracle season for the Highlanders. Yeah, Geez, right. I
0: hope they play the same style of footy, both them and the Hurricanes. I hope they just keep serving up the same sweet, sweet rugby. They don't know any other way. The whole way through. Most dynamic halves in the competition
1: with with Smith and Lima Sopalanga there. What do you reckon? Second year syndrome for him after such the heights last year, made his test debut, super rugby champion. Well, it's going to be a testamental for Lima because he was very disappointed about not making that
2: World Cup squad. I think, uh, you know, he'd read a fair bit of press about himself and, you know, was disappointed not to be there in England at the end of the year, but... You know, this is, a, this is a real test of his character this year for Lemar sopo He's still got Aaron Smith inside, of course. They've got a good midfield down at the Highlanders. Uh, they've gone like-for-like. Nasi Munn, who was left last year's captain, who's a pretty inspirational figure. Very quiet man, but very inspirational. They've got Liam Squire down from the Chiefs, which really is a like-for-like like player in my book. I think Squire could be one of the trump cards for the Highlanders this year. And if Lemar can run the cutter off some big ball-running forwards, uh, then he'll, he'll be in for another good season.
0: Yeah, right. Okay. He's a good 8 lamb squire. I like uh, how he gets around the park.
1: Mm. So mm. so jumping over to Australia. Yeah. Uh, look, a couple, of, a couple of things. New coach at the Tars, Daryl Gibson, taking over the reins of Michael Checker. Richard Graham somehow keeping his job up at the Queensland Reds. Let's stop there. How has Richard Graham kept
0: his position? Well, he got backing from the board, and that's all you need. You need a bit of backing <laughs> from the board, don't you? What's he got on them? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but What's happened to Red's rugby? What, th- this, this is a Blues-type demise. Since 2011? Since 2011. They have moments. They've had moments in the last couple of years where you go, they're back. I can think of a few games on the way. Don't forget they made the finals in 2012, but then in more recent times, it's... You, I blame Red the dog. Do you? Yeah, missed opportunity. How <laughs> okay. A dog, great. Yeah. Great mascot. Yeah. Red? Red. Well, too obvious. Missed opportunity. Mate, are you forgetting that one of the sleeper hits of 2010 was a movie, Red, about a dog, a red dog, in the northern northern end of Australia? Well, so unoriginal Had Rachel too. Taylor unoriginal had, that had that other dude in there.
2: Unoriginal. Um, There's no points for unoriginality when it comes to mascot naming. One of the names they could have voted for was
0: Bruce. Now, how epic would it have been... Bruce the dog. Bruce the dog. It wouldn't work. Why not? just wouldn't work. It's not how they do things up there. It's Red the dog. It's simple, simple name for a state that likes things done simply. And they're going to have to get back to... Uh, to basics and the simple things that make Rugby work well this time round, because if they don't, it would be tough. You'd have to imagine it'd be tough for Richard Graham to hang on to his uh, his posse there and he's lost some cattle as well. It's gonna be tricky as, bro. Liam Gill, still going. Still Gill's, going Sean. Gill is one of the one of the greats. Yeah, he's, but the he's glue.
2: No, but he's get he's been guessed. That's he, what happens when you play a guy in the most attritional position from the age of 19 and you are playing week in, gas. week out. His His the
1: bloke's 23, he'll be all
0: right. He's got a motor like <laughs> yeah, nothing 23 else. 23 with
2: four years of week in, week out footy under the belt.
0: No, he's all good. He he'll won't be, be walking at 30. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Uh, he was terrific through the NRC. A few players popped up through the NRC that will no doubt figure for the Reds this year. And uh, we're going to need to see, well, they're going to need to see Samu Karebi deliver again in the inside centre position. And Carmichael Hunt perhaps on the field for the entire of the season. Who knows? It
1: would be nice. James McIntyre, I believe, uh, looks like he'll be getting the run at a fly half on the weekend. He'll be uh, playing, what, an uh Nick Frisby.
0: Yeah, I think I think Sam Green uh, will be one who can put plenty of pressure on Jake McIntyre in that ten position. Sam Green is an excellent prospect. Big mop of blonde hair. Can kick goals from anywhere on the park. He's lively. He's a good little player. So, uh, I mean... It's it's going to be a tough year for the Reds.
1: What do you what do you think? Robbie Simmons was named interim captain. Is that right move? Liam Gill obviously had, uh, led the Brisbane City Charge throughout the NRC competition and a lot of momentum and support. Young guy, very good player.
2: They love a lock forward captain.
1: Nutty for it.
0: Reds love a lock forward mm-hmm. captain. Mm-hmm. Eels, Horwill. Who else has that been? No, that's about it really. Okay. Yeah, that's about it.
1: Yeah, but uh, Simmons <laughs> you, do you rate his chances?
0: <laughs> Who? Simmons, yeah. yeah. But they've got I mean they've got they've got great players all littered throughout their lineup, but the consistency has been just non-existent there for the last couple of seasons. So if they can build on that. Yeah, but they're going through the same thing, the Blues. You had an era, which was great. Huge, the, yeah. The
2: Guineas, the Coopers, the Hallwells, these players. Arnie? Correct.
0: And playing ridiculous rugby. Yeah,
2: they were playing great yeah. rugby under Link. They were outstanding. And then, you know, these guys all go en masse or they lose form. You've got to build somewhere. I, you know, I just listed a whole lot of names. I mean, to fans outside of Australian rugby, those names make no sense at all. Okay. But I am not saying that to denigrate those people, but right. you know, what we're talking about here, I think it's an illustration of just how fresh this Queensland team is Correct. and how on the build they
0: are. Yeah. C- a good it thing. It can be a good thing sometimes. Yeah, I agree. Bit of spark of youth.
1: Fortunately for the Reds they've got a couple of big ins in the coaching ranks with like Connor there as the, the backs coach, uh, and Brad Thorne, someone you'd know no. much about.
0: Brad <laughs> <laughs> going uh, so good at training. <laughs> I just want you guys to lift your body weight every day, all day. love this team. <laughs> oh my God. I love Brad Thorne. He's, oh, he's,
2: he's got to be my top. He's in my top five rugby man crushes of a all time.
0: Freak. a You know what? He's got to be in the top five cross code athletes of all time. Oh,
2: probably top three. Probably, probably top, top three. three. <laughs> Name your, me another one. Who's your other? Probably Sonny, Sonny Bill. Bill. It's and Sonny, Sonny Bill. Bill. Everywhere what?
0: Brad Thorne went, he would win. Touch gold. Heineken Cups, Pff, sure. Yeah, I'll take got,
2: one of those. He's got an ITM Cup, Super Rugby. He's got a Heineken Cup. He's got a World Cup. <laughs> he's, uh, got origins, and he's got Origins, he's got yeah. He's got Origin, and he's got kangaroos. kangaroos. Yeah, he's a champ. Sonny's not far behind. Yeah, Sonny's not far. How behind.
0: do you reckon Brad Thorn would have gone if he had a switch to boxing for a bit? Like Ivan Drago, he's got shades of Very Ivan Drago. Very intimidating.
2: Him. Who would be in his entourage? <laughs>
0: In Brad Thorne's entourage? Who would be in his
2: entourage?
0: I reckon Brad Thorne is that much of a weapon that Ivan Drago would want to be just a part of the entourage. I reckon that's true too. He goes, can I come along? We'll throw some logs around to an 80s montage track. Harder, faster, higher. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's what they're doing.
2: I'd love to see Thorne in a ring. Yeah.
0: amazing. Probably too slow for UFC,
2: but just toe-to-toe. Getting Sh- cracked by Brad Thorne <laughs> Do you
0: reckon your head would fall off your shoulders if Brad Thorne, the Reds' assistant coach, hits you square? Yeah. Like, it would you just fall off? The, the thing is about that
2: is that with Thorny there, it's probably going to be one of the fittest teams in the world. Right. He'll just make him do hill sprints all day. That's what his old man used to say to him. He used to send him up in the forest in Brisbane, and he said, you've got two, two things to worry about. You jog down
0: the hills and you sprint up the hills. And that's it. That's what he's done for the rest of his life. I'm told from the – from is it the trapeze they cut in from the top, the shoulders? If you look the, down, traps, if you, the, the traps, the trapezium. The traps from the back, the trapezium, down to the waist, it's, it's like six feet across. L- it's the a, shoulders are six is. feet wide. It's a perfect trapeze And they come into just like a neat size 36 waist, and then the legs go back out.
2: The greatest recovery athlete in rugby. <laughs> they used to have to wait for him. The All Blacks would be on the bus after training, and they'd, they'd all have to wait because Thorny would be doing yoga is that after right? training. Mm-hmm. You say why are you doing yoga? Because I'm not getting any younger, mate. Got to keep flexible.
1: <laughs> He's such a rooster. <laughs> Great, so good, is it? <laughs> Great story though, because he he was a bit of a. He played at the uh, the Highlanders. <laughs> he did for a, a season. He wanted or, to or stay. They that was him, a nightmare
0: offered, year for the Highlanders. Yeah, they were lucky not to get the spoon. Well, because
2: Jamie Joe got all impatient, tried to buy a title. Right. So he brought in Andrew Hoare. He brought in Tony Woodcock. He brought in Martin Ono. He, he brought in yeah. Brad Thorne. And they tanked. <laughs> they were absolutely dreadful. tanked. <laughs>
1: it, it was great, though, because in the in the final season, he, he spoke to uh, Jamie Joseph, and he's gone, look, I need to work with some of these guys in the gym. Yeah. And he took charge of him as the, the conditioning coach. He yeah. did that previously in Japan with his Japanese side over yeah. there. He took about 10 of them and started coaching them in the gym. And, and before, you know, results, the Highlanders, we all know that they won last year. That's it. I know. Look, he's he's a great strength and
2: conditioning man. And he wanted one more season. That's why he went up to uh, up to the Northern Hemisphere again, up to the Tigers. He wanted to stay with the Hinders and play one more season of professional code. He's 40 years and, old. Yeah,
0: but who cares? It's Brad Thorne. No, that's what I'm saying. He's 40. Yeah. And he's
2: trucking around. Yeah. What about 40-year-olds playing co- Philo Tia, Tia? He was one. He went to about
0: 40. That's ridiculous. That is insane. Well,
1: well Brad wants to play again. Really, he said, "Look, if, if 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 I didn't have the the digit forty next the number forty next to my name now, I I would have signed another two year contract."
2: The thing about him, he's known nothing else. He's played basically pro footy twenty years. Was, yeah, sixteen years old. I think he signed up with the Bronx. So always is the bus, the smell of the hot dogs, Lineman and the sheds. Man, that's that's what he
0: is. It's pre-season, gonna... he knows pre-season. Oh, he knows it like the back of his hand. Just whack and tackle pads. How good's pre- and speaking of, how good's pre-season.
2: How is good it? to Some watch slog. Oh. How good to watch his pre-season.
0: You know what, I've intentionally dialed out of anything to do with um, super rugby across the off-season in terms of because normally you head straight back in. Or I needed it to refresh because it's a long year on the other side as well, you know. So I want to come in with a bit of a buzz. Yeah, you just want to go, go to Manly and get into fights with local surfers. That's right. Yeah, well, I was hardly taking a breather. I want to cook it up. No, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's nice to come in fresh because these guys are killing themselves pre-season. Yeah, it's so good. It's oh. just excellent. So I love watching it.
2: Christy, what it about Japan? Sick. What we got we need to talk about the Sunwolves.
1: Can we, fin- you- can we finish Australia first? Oh, okay? finished Australia. Yes. We've, we've done a, the sl- reds. S- slow down for a moment. Well hang on. We've, well, we haven't we never even touched s- on Gibbo yet. Th- we've
2: taken twelve minutes to talk about the Queensland well,
0: Reds. We'll, we'll, He's steering the ship we'll, and he needs we'll to ra- get the along. We'll <laughs> <it. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> the
1: Tars, new coach, Daryl Gibson, kept, uh, pretty similar team. lost a couple of guys, Adam Ashley Cooper, Kepu, but look how they gonna fit.
0: I hope they fare well, because generally when New South Wales are tracking well, it's, I mean, it's an old adage that New South uh, Wales, and Red's going well, Australian going well, Ramsey's um, going well. I want all the Aussie teams to, uh, to crack along, but I just think they were tailing the wrong direction last year, and they played so well under Checker using that siege mentality. No. They played they, well that,
2: under they played well under Michael Checker.
0: Yes. Because
2: he's the Australian coach. Who doesn't want to impress the no, Australian no, coach?
0: No, no, no. Total change of e- total change of ethos. Total change of ethos now there with private school boys who know what side their bread's butted on. That's oh. the Waratahs' problem. All right. They I'll go. Well, I'm glad that Matt Lucas is back playing scrum half and floating around for the Waratahs behind Nick Phipps because he's an excellent player. Again, Suma I won't know who that is.
2: <laughs> I know exactly who that is. What I do know about Daryl Gibson too is
1: he's a very good coach. Yes. And
2: he is going to get that backline firing. And if that backline fires, I think the Tars are going to be dangerous week in, week out. Well,
1: Zach, Guilford a big in. Uh, hopefully he just keeps off it and, and stays on the, on the field because he's a very good player. Yeah, 100%. Moving along, uh, the Melbourne Rebels. Any chances of making the finals this year?
0: i tell you what the Rebels aren't going to struggle with this year. Depth in the back row. Mm. Holy smokes. They are chock-a-block flankers. full. Flankers. they got flankers coming out their, out their ears. But that's what they need, isn't it? More flankers. <sighs> that's what they need. Just a whole lot of big bull running boards. Just a team of flankers. Sure. So like when you play Jonah Loma at rugby, you can pick a team of wingers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or just a team of Jonahs. <laughs> That's what it's <laughs> like. You got, let's go through them. Sean McMahon. Geordie Reid. Geordie Reid. Adam Thompson. Colby Fianger. Lapetti Tamani. How, I'm up to 18 already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I haven't got to the bench. I, McMahon is... He's an animal. Yeah. He is an animal. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I love him. He's misty. Yeah. He's part man, part beast. He's a beast.
1: Couple of good ins there as well. James Hansen, Adam Thompson. Yeah, Tomo's like, a good
2: player. You know what you're going to get with Tomo. It's going to be a little chaotic. I mean, he, he runs around like a koala falling out of a gum tree. But, I mean, it, it, you know, he's a good player. A toiler. He knows where to be. Yeah, I think he's a bit more than a toiler. He was very unorthodox by New Zealand rugby standards. But he, he just adds something. He's a good team man. He gets around the track. He's he, he makes good plays. Good and, yeah, players. he's experienced.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think they'll go well. And I like um, Nick Sturzaker, and I am very hopeful. I am really, really hanging on to the thought of Jack Debrasini coming through and progressing in the way that I want him to go and that he's to end up representing Australia because... Uh, when he's on, he's just so agile for a big guy. He's got an enormous booty for quiet. I just like the way that Jake Debrasini goes about things, and uh, if those two can get him ticking along, and uh, they're just probably lacking a bit of experience out wide. Stefan Ivalo had a breakout year last year. A couple of other guys coming through. It's the only Tuipulotu. He's a uh, star from the Melbourne ranks, so. There's that potential there. But you know what they have got? They have got culture, culture, culture. My most hated word in world sport, but Tony McGann has that group so tight. They're disciplined. Yeah, but you know what I like about the Rebels? The owner of the Rebels
2: and his contract with Tony McGann says, I don't get in the way of coaching decisions. So Tony McGann knows that the owner of the Rebels worries about the business. Tony worries about the coaching. That is the greatest possible outcome for a coach. I like Tony. Just do your thing.
0: Tony's a good man. He's nuts and bolts. Yeah. Discipline. But that's what you need. Nuts. Western Force. Bolts. I don't need nuts. <laughs> Bolts. Western Force. Are they going to, uh,
1: can they get off the bottom of the ladder? Oh, you'll Mark be calling Foley. every game, I oh, Get excited. Hey, what about this? Get I'm excited. excited.
0: Yeah. This is this is the way that the world works at Fox Sports. I'm doing every Western Force game. Yes. Bar, bar the two matches against, you know, top ticket teams, uh, the Crusaders and the uh, the Waratahs. Clarkie will go over those.
1: Yeah, right, good. Yeah. You'll be watching a lot of Peter <laughs> Grant. You're a soldier, mate. Peter, what is Gr- that? Peter,
0: Peter Grant is just going to kick the ball and they're all going to chase. No, but the whole, the whole new thing in the West is that they're going to ditch their game plan last oh, year that put me within an inch of losing my mind. And I think a lot of their fans as well, they were uh, got a bit aggrieved with some of the performances. Like there were games last year where they're down by 15, 20 late in the game and they'd still kick it away. You're down by 15 20. You've got two minutes. It happen now under the new bonus point rule. You've got it two, it. It you got two three minutes to run on the clock, and yeah. they had guys kicking away. It must have just become so ingrained in their, in their game plan and their heads that they didn't know any other way. I hope they find a way to spark it because I've been saying this for so friggin' long is that when they want, when they want to shift it around, and for some reason, whenever they go to New Zealand, they play well and they shift it around and they give it a bit of air. They came against the Chiefs last year. It's a cracker. It's yeah. a length of the field tries. Well, we just go back two seasons Don't ago. Don't see them in NIB Stadium. Hang on. You're hang doing, on. you doing Highlanders hang games. On. Force Highlanders Dunedin. Remember that one? I do.
2: But hang on. It, it, this is the great thing about the force. Just two seasons ago, they were tearing it up. Became the cult hero team of the competition.
1: Yep.
0: Is Haylett Petty the, the, the key at fullback? He's a good player. He is a good player. And I reckon... They've made a good decision by
1: shifting Kyle Godwin back to 12 as well. Important.
0: If Peter Grant just starts kicking stuff, I'm gonna, I will walk away. What about the swan? The angry swan. What, what's going on with the swan? That's no. What's his story? The mascot. It's on there. It's on there. I don't know if you noticed. it's Is it a there. real swan? It's there. It's black and it's got a, it's got a red beak. The angry swan. It's a black swan. swan. It's black angry swan. Now Natalie Portman as a mascot, I could do. I could do her as a mascot as well, without without question. That's a weird movie, that one. Black Swan, ballet one. Yeah, why do you think it was weird? Just didn't line up. Just wasn't right. Well, she lost her marbles. It was off, killed her. It was a psychological thriller. Correct. You I don't. Sit I around don't bellow. Don't go, don't go for those.
1: All right, fellas, here we go.
0: Force. I don't. I hope the force go well because I'm going to be spending a lot of time <laughs> in Perth. We love Perth. Twenty sixteen. My mates reckon I've got a second family over there. You should actually just... They, my mates reckon I have a second family. What Perth. you should do is go to a different person's <laughs>
2: house every time you're there for a barbecue. Like, we should sell a campaign, billet Maloney for the weekend.
0: <laughs> can, uh, there we go. Okay, get, okay, are the Brumbies. Okay. The Brumbies,
1: Brumbies, final Australian team. Can they win 2016 Super Rugby competition? Well, firstly, Will they win? Good couple of good
2: captains. I, I like the idea they've named co-captains. Two respected players, two very experienced players. I think that's a good start. I think the Brumbies would have to shape, from my point of view, across the ditch as the favourites in Australia, wouldn't they? They have to, a
1: hundred percent. They have to. Yeah, I think eleven eleven Wallabies yep. in their starting side yeah. that they're probably going to name. Yeah, so, that's I, look.
2: I mean, that's a good team. And, you know, they were pretty disappointed, and I know Stephen Moore was very disappointed after the semi last year against the Canes. But you know, th- this is a very good rugby side. They are tough. They play very direct footy, and then when they're not being direct, they can really light it up. And you know, maybe just getting to the semis last year, realising that they are just a playoff team. And it, they've had some great consistency over recent seasons. They've been in finals. They've been in semis. So, you know, they've just been knocking on the door constantly. I, I really like what
0: they're doing down in Brumbyland. Mm. There it, we go. Yeah, they're going to go well. Thomas oh, Cabelli, good. really that's, big good inclusion for, yeah, for them as well. <laughs> that's all you need to know. They're going to go well. They're going to go good in that. It's great. Thomas, it's Thomas. It's... Thomas. Do we have to start pronouncing these Kubeli. Argentina names with like a real You guys are going to struggle. Thomas. You're just getting used to Samoan names and now you got Japanese, I can do, I can do Now you got, got Japanese and Sunwolves and Argentinians. I think Kabelli will go well as a replacement for Nick White who shifts out and off to Montpellier. Uh it's yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a strong season. I am 100% on board. I couldn't see them going. The distance Fano, co-captain I like it too.
1: There we go. All right, on to your boys, the sun wolves. No, I've
0: got no idea.
2: I don't even know what a sun wolf is. Does, has anyone ever seen a sun wolf? Is I reckon a mythical beast? I
0: reckon a sun wolf is an anime-type creature yeah. that protects a village on the outskirts what, of Nagano. What is it with this,
2: Japan, you know, like this is the, the country that gave us so many great things. Metabolism, panty vending machines, methamphetamine.
0: Is that where we have their Yeah, yeah
2: they, yeah, they first made it in Japan. I in mean, Japan? I mean, you know, that's probably... The, the the genie got out of that bottle, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> what is it? But the, th- the thing is, like... You yeah, know. They gave us katsu curry. They gave you katsu. They gave us sake. It's so true. And they gave us a sahi beer.
2: Oh. Right, the list goes on. It does. The firebomb. What I like about the Sunwolves is that, like all other Japanese rugby teams, they've taken two mm. completely disparate things, in this case a wolf and a sun. Yeah. And they've put them together. Yeah. The Green Rockets, yep. NEC. Yes. The Dinobores. Yes. Mitsubishi. Yeah. The uh, Suntory Sun Goliath. Mm-hmm. Big on sun. Massive on sun. Uh, the Coca-Cola sun. Okay. Red
0: Sparks. Yeah, the Coca-Cola amateur Red Sparks.
2: I, I don't think you can have a team name in Japan unless it's two things put together. Well, Why couldn't
0: they just be the Wolves? I would like to, I like to have, have them called the Moondogs. That would have been so good. Imagine
2: would if have have been the so moon good. dogs. Because what, what do you call, or the werewolves even. I mean, that's a real thing. A sun wolf, I don't know about, but a werewolf, just obviously. Just making
0: it up, the moon dogs. I'm, st- I'm going to call them the moon dogs for the rest of the That'd year. so good. Or just some other planet or something that fits into our solar system and throw it in there with an animal. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hear, Throw you, it mate, in I'm there with, you. with an animal.
2: Oh, with you. Look, do you know who I like, and, and this is who everyone should get around, is Hitoshi Ono. The Japanese veteran, the Lockford, Hitoshi Ono has been playing rugby since 1962, basically. So he, and Brad, he is the he Brad, and Brad Thorne Thorn of Japanese the, he's rugby. He's the Brad Thorn of Japanese rugby, and well, I think you got
0: Ed Quirks in there as yeah, well. Yeah, Quirky goes well. It's Not great. a bad signing from the Reds. Quirky's excellent. It's good.
2: Shota Horie, of course, has gone back from the Reds now playing for the Sunwolves. Makes so sense.
0: Of course it does.
1: Talk us through the coach, someone you're very familiar with, yeah, Mark Hammett. Yeah, well, he's been
2: handed an egg, hasn't he? Because, uh, you know, the Japanese Rugby Union really kicked an own goal. They knew about this and uh, they named their coach. Then they struggled to put a team together. The reason they struggled to put a team together is because they've walked into a corporatised rugby market and thought everyone would come and play for them. And, of course, the corporate teams go, well, hang on. Uh, no. So it's a miracle. I've got to be honest with you. It is an absolute face-saving miracle that they've got a squad together. For starters, Hammett. I like Mark Hammett. Mark Hammett's appointment at the Hurricanes was not met with a great amount of joy from Wellington rugby people. Uh, I thought he was undermined from day one by some pretty powerful people within the region. Uh, but he had to change the culture of that team. And I would say this to you right now, and I believe in it 100%. If it had not been for Mark Hammett, Chris Boyd and John Plumtree would not have inherited a squad that would then go on to make a final in their first season. Uh, The fact that he's been given no credit for making some gutsy, gutsy calls when uh, they were very unpopular, uh, I think just shows a whole lot of immaturity from people in the region because uh, Hammett deserves an awful lot of credit for putting some steel back in that Hurricane side. He he will do that.
0: I think he will. I think he will. Um, Just on that, Let's hope that uh, the Sun Wolves or the Moon can get the same kind of support around their team as the play- the fans that were turning up for the finals of the Japanese top league. K, massive. 25 massive <laughs> Prince Chichibu, going off, going down to the wire over there. So there, there are people floating around in Japan who want to watch top flight rugby, and I hope they get behind the Moon Dogs. Can we can we say that
2: the Moonies will? probably finish last.
0: That's my next question. Who finishes higher, the Moonies or the Kings?
1: Oh, great question. You'd love
0: the Moonies too, wouldn't you? You'd love the Moonies I'm to finish last. I'm cheering higher. the Moonies. 100%. Is that our team? That that's our team. It's got to be everyone's team. second favorite 100%. team now, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, no no the question. Moon Dogs. Moon Dogs. Well, I think they finish higher than the Kings. Yeah. 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 Kings are a shambles. Yeah. They're a
1: yeah. a ravel.
2: What about the Lions? We're going to move into South Africa, aren't we? Very quickly touching on our, our favourite uh, friends in, in Yarpy Land. Quickly.
0: I think the Lions are going to go good. They're excellent. They have uh, been charging at the Curry Cup level. They're an aw- they've are an they been such an awkward team to play against for so long. And at home, at Joburg, they just have an uncanny way. They beat the Highlands last year. They had twenty 20-3 at half time oh. against the eventual champions. They oh. came back and, and, and ripped them up. Here's a question for you.
2: Which is the easier conference? You know, the fact is Australia is going to face the Sunwolves, the Stormers, the Bulls, and the Cheetahs, And the New Zealand conference gets to play the Lions, the Sharks, the Kings, and the Juarez. Juarez. Oh, oh, that's a good question. Juarez. Who's got the easier job when it comes to facing one of those South African groups? The
1: Australian conference? Or the New Zealand conference. Oh look, I think you have to say probably Australia does. Um, not playing Argentina. <laughs> have Jeez. you seen that
0: Argentinian squad? Should we, should
2: we leave South Africa and move straight to the
0: Argawatis? Correct. Let's go straight to Argentina. Yeah. It is jam packed. It's
1: the Pumas. How conceivable is it that they take out the Super Rugby competition twenty sixteen?
2: Not conceivable at all.
1: I'll give you. A t- I'll give you an
2: example. Their first trip to New Zealand's round six, they play the Blues. They're not it, losing at home. It maybe not, but they come over to play the Blues, and then they've got the Canes, and they've got Crusaders. That's their New Zealand tour. That's yeah. hardly easy. That's 0-3. That's yeah, I would have thought so. But by the time they get to the Blues in round six, the Blues have left New Zealand once to the Reds. They've travelled a total of six thousand kilometres in six rounds. The Argentinians have travelled eight. 28,000 kilometres by round six.
1: You might be right, but they've got 30 out of 31
0: of their <laughs> squad members that are internationals. I know.
2: I know that, but when was the last time Argentina won in New Zealand?
0: You know what? Argentinians as a whole, as a people, they're great tourists, and I don't think that will worry them. I think the... They would would prefer to try... They'd rather do 58,000 clicks. Stephen Hoyle, our dear friend, who uh, will be working alongside this year, played for the Barbars against Argentina last year. Admittedly, most of the Barbars were under the pump, um, like off the field more so, which is standard. But he said... uh, that this Argentinian team were insanely good, and there's two of them that we're going to be missing. He said, "You can't believe how sharp these fellas are. They're going to go well again, just like the Brumbies. I think they. I think they're finalists.
1: Yeah, right. Big call. Cool.
0: I think they're finalists. Oh, a Jaguar kills things twice its size. <laughs> really? I got a question for you.
1: Mm.
0: Haguar mm. takes on. Sunwolf, who wins?
2: Well, you can't answer that question because one is obviously a mythical beast and the other actually lives. It's yes, a real thing. you can answer that question. Oh, you can't
0: answer that question. I'll tell you why, you can, an- uh, you, why? Can- you can answer that question. Because if I took one of those big orcs from Lord of the Rings...
2: Okay. Which is another mythical creation. ...and
0: lined it up against one of the aliens from Independence Day, you're going to have a winner. <laughs> exactly the same as a
2: Huguare versus a Sun Wolf. No, but, you, but you're comparing two constructed things in and, and a hypothetical situation. If you put a sun wolf, which basically, let's be honest, is going to be a guy in a furry suit, into the jungle with a jaguar,
0: what about there's just, only one outcome? What about a pack of wolves v a jaguar? Sun wolves or normal wolves? <laughs> a wolf that's been in the sun for a long time. If you had told me that you want to see a jaguar
2: against a moon dog, I'm in that. I'm all for that. I'm all for that. But I'm not going to put. I'm not. We'll let the listeners decide who wins between a sun wolf. <laughs> And
0: a Chagua. Christy, who wins out of the Alien from Independence Day and an Orc? Uh, oh.
2: Well, hang on. The Alien from Independence Day got beaten up by Will Smith. That's, yeah, no,
0: that's a no contest. But then it mind-controlled the president. It mind-controlled Bill Pullman from the other side of the glass at Area 51. It can
2: mind-control an orc. Well, hang on. It, so it mind-controlled the President of the United States from behind 50 inches of safety glass, and yet Will Smith did him in one punch. Hang on a second. Did him in one punch. It wasn't a safety and glass, then dragged, but they and then, shot it.
0: And then dragged him back to the base in a parachute. It could, Mate, do you know how hard it is to get out of your seat in economy, Right. You know how hard it's going to you sit in the economy? That <laughs> alien's come from the other side of the earth in his spaceship. He can't get out. He's stuck there. That's why well, Will Smith is sucker punched. He him. might not have flexibility issues like humans and Coach Class. He was tucked in there, mate. That's why he got sucker punched. Anyway, I reckon an alien would win. What's the last team that we need to tick off?
1: Look, I think we've, 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 we've rolled through. <laughs> okay, but look, boys... What uh, else we got? In, got uh, what a about Smokey? Smokey
2: to watch. Smoky. Play to watch. You go first. Oh, he's not much of a smoky, but it's the greatest comeback story, I think, of the year. Rennie Ranger. Mm. R- just Rennie Ranger is a freak show. Animal. He is box office. Yes. And his combination with George Muala, that is probably, probably the most exciting midfield pairing in all of Super Rugby. George Muala, New Zealand's ITM Cup Player of the Year last year. Rennie Ranger, uh, an all-black comeback from Montpellier. Just ask James O'Connor about yes. Rennie Ranger. Remember that In fact, well. just ask everyone about Rennie Ranger.
0: Yeah. It's going to be a freak show, that. We called it rearrangering <laughs> back here. Rearrangering. <laughs> that was what we called I it. I love that. Rearrangering. He's such
2: a good rooster, too. Do you, know what he does, do you know what he does for a hobby? No idea. Looks after local thugs in
0: his hometown. Is that right? Yeah, so good. His thighs are the size of your entire torso. That's how big his thighs are. Oh, he's a large man. Weapon.
2: Tuned Deceptively up. large, though.
0: Yeah You know sitting standing next to him, you don't think it, but
2: he's, no, he's powerful. Power. he's power. Just, um, just talk
1: us through a neck injury, didn't he?
2: Yeah He had a bulging disc uh, but not so much that yeah, the docs would often say to guys especially in the more attritional positions, the four pats said, nah, just give it away. but he's had some surgery and uh, you know he's got through his first preseason, hit out pretty well, got 40 minutes under the belt against the revs, scored a try. I tell you what else he brings, uh, he's the life of the party. His team love him. Mm -hmm. He's ripping the piss out of everyone, and they all just think, you are a dead set GC. So having that guy back in the team. And he's looked around, and he thought to himself, hang on, hang on, no Martin Onu, no Conrad Smith, I'm 29, I'm a go here. Mm -hmm. You reckon he's going to be back in the mix? Well, a motivated Rennie Ranger, uh, playing good week in, week out. That's a pretty
0: irresistible thing for a coach to say no to.
1: Good call. Shawnee?
0: Uh, look, I'm going to go on left field, and because I'm going to be spending so much time there, that's why I'm throwing this in the <laughs> mix. I'm going to Perth. You're going the Angry Swan. And I'm going to go... <laughs> the Angry Swan. <laughs> I can't go the Angry Player Swan. Player of the year. Uh, you want to uh, euthanise w- that swan, don't you? I just I just don't think it's... I just don't feel as though it fits in with the Western Force approach. What, their logo? Yes. Well, their mascot. Is Their mascot is the Angry Swan. I, I just don't. I can't line him up, you know. <laughs> but he's there and he's doing his thing, and he'll go. He'll uh, have a big crack this year with the angry swan. I'm going to go John O'Lance, who I think should start at ten, at the Western really? Force. Really? Yeah, he's actually quite a good player. No, he's I know just, he's a good player. He's a just Super Rugby champion. Starting him at ten? I start him at ten. Yeah, I'm going John O'Lance.
1: Bloody big call cool, that. All right, coaches, who's under the pump here?
0: We all know who's under the pump just because of where they come from last year, and it's Richard Graham. There's no question. What about at your end of the town? Anyone under the pump over there? Not really. I don't think there is really. Bordy and Plumtree at uh, the Hurricanes
2: are fresh in the job. Um, Tana Umung is going to get a reprieve in his first season no matter what. Can't be any worse than the last three. Um, I'll tell you who people are going to have an eye on. I think Todd Blackadder. It's it's pretty feral down there in terms of the fans, and I, I mean that in a nice way. They're passionate people. Uh, they just want a result, and he's desperate for a result. And I, I hope he gets one, to be perfectly honest with you. He's put guts into that team, and uh, he's blood, sweat, and tears, Toddy Blackadder. So, you know, all eyes on him, I think. Uh, but Tana Umang will be the most under-the-spotlight coach in New Zealand without a shadow of a doubt.
0: Okay.
1: There you go. All right. And and, and watch this space. What's happening this year? Is there someone that you're – something you're excited for, someone who you think is going to stand up and deliver? What do you think, Sumo?
2: The first five issue in New Zealand will be the most talked about position. Uh, The loss of Dan Carter, obviously. So, uh, you know, let the first five battle begin. And I'm assuming it's like here in Australia, you know, the first week's played and everyone's talking about who's going to make the Wallabies. It'll be the same in New Zealand. Uh, It'll be all
0: about the tens. I think Brumbies will be the talking point. I reckon they're going to go the first eight weeks undefeated. Oh. Yeah. Eight.
1: That is a huge call. Eight straight. Eight straight.
0: Eight straight.
1: Yeah. On what basis, mate?
0: Because they are... There, and they are set, and they are up. Eight from eight. There well, you consulting go. Consulting notes on that. Well, it's
1: interesting because they've got to actually think quite a tough start, and, and got, they finish. I'll
2: tell you what, they've got the Canes at home. When? They've got the Tars in round two. Tars, proba- probably four, when? three. When? Stormers, four. Win. Cheaters, five. Yep. And the four Stormers, Cheaters, all on the road. They love the road. Six Chiefs. Don't so need to remind you what they did. With the seven on the bye, yeah. and eight Tars. The bye will be tricky. Yeah, the buy is very tricky. Do you know I, 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 Super Rugby teams have appalling post buy records. I'll give you the numbers
0: next podcast. I'm looking appalling forward to that. Appalling post buy records. I'm looking forward to that. So, I think they're gonna start I think they're gonna they're out of the blocks.
1: Jeez. Well it's a big call. I know that they're finishing with three of last year's bottom. A couple of sides next uh, to to finish the competition. I think they've got the Blues. They've got the Force.
0: You've asked me to throw something in the mix, and that's what I'm throwing in the mix. Well, yeah, but it's, we're just we're not. No one's having a go at you, Sean. It, don't it seems like you're both no, questioning. Just I'm w- just throwing it up there, and w- if it comes w- off, I look like a genius. If they lose round one, it's like, well, I got it wrong. to aim worry high about. It. Don't worry about no, it. No one's I'm not saying that to the team I'm supporting. I'm just saying I think they start with a bang this year. Boys, before we wrap it up, we haven't yes.
1: actually even spoken about the sevens this weekend. Any predictions? Is New Zealand going to go back-to-back?
2: Yeah, that'll be tough. I tell you what, though. um, Do you know who I'm giving big marks to about the Sevens? I'm giving marks to the Sydney Schedulers.
0: Yes. Forget
2: the draw. Yes. There's no way that there was a fluke that Australia plays New Zealand at the end of day one. Genius. There's no way that was a fluke. From the RU and everyone. The ball did not come out of the barrel on that one. No. That is a great call. And... uh, New Zealand have every chance. i tell you, though, that South African side, because they felt robbed in Wellington twice, uh, and you can argue to the Cats come home that uh, that's maybe not quite accurate, but uh, South Africa to me are um, the quickest, most dynamic team in the, in the competition at this stage, and, uh, you know, I wouldn't put it past
1: them with their pull draw to go all the way again. Good call, bad call, Quade Cooper.
0: Not being included in this 12-man squad. He couldn't play this weekend. That would have been lunacy. There is no way in the world I would have thrown him in as coach of that team. Totally with you, Sean. No, no, no. Sonny Bill has been in the mix for how long back in NZ training and crony, uh, honing his craft, and he got shown up a couple of times time. back in Wellington. And knows it. And Yeah, and he readily admits he's got heaps to learn. So I, th- that- I think coaches would have been happy that they were playing against Sunnybill last week because it is such a different kettle. Do you, do you know what it did? No. Do you know no, what it did? No, no quite. No, this week. And, and this that's week. Right.
2: And, and the thing is, Sunnybill's, you know, had some great touches in Wellington, uh, but we know he got exposed a couple of times, and he knows that as well, and he's readily admitted that. Do you know what that did for me? That legitimised Sevens as a sport. 100%. Because everyone thinks yep. that if you're a good 15s player, oh, look, it's just rugby, but there's uh, eight less people. That's total bollocks. It is a different game. The subtleties and nuances of sevens have increased year on year. And Sonny Bill's struggles in Wellington, I think, did more to legitimise the sport than anything else. I'm totally with you on Quaid. We know he's disappointed. What player wouldn't be disappointed not getting a chance? But, you know, he said to me in the team hotel that he is going to soak it up this weekend. He's going to commit.
0: He wants to be there. And he's going to learn this weekend by watching, and that's good too. Hiding to nothing. If things go, if things had gone badly this weekend for Quade Cooper, there would have been oh. twenty. There's going to be so many Kiwis there as it is. They uh, They're booing and carrying on like pork chops last week. They'll be doing the same again this week. It does more harm than good. It's an, it's a no-win situation for the coach. He did the right thing.
1: Yeah. Right. Okay. Big, big, strong words from the two of you. So where does it just quickly? Where does it leave him going forward? Because there's only a couple of tournaments left. Has he got any chance? Oh, of we've got heaps to of time. Up. We've
0: got six to run. But He'll I, don't be know, right.
2: I don't know how many complain. Look, if he, if he wants to be there, he's going to have to be there. He's, it's problematic for Quaid because, uh, and it's not his fault, but there's a bit of cake and eat it too scenario going on here because uh, he works for Murad Bougelow. Uh, Murad's got, he's got no vested interest in Quaid Cooper going to the Olympics and Quaid Cooper's signed a too long. So Murad thinks his priority is to fake club rugby in France. Quaid wants to go to the Olympic Games because who wouldn't? Uh, so it's going to be a struggle for him to get enough game time to prove to the coach... Uh, to Andy Friend, that he is the guy for the job. I, I think I think it's all in front of Quaid here. It's all in front of him. I hope he makes it because I like the dude. But it's all in front of him.
1: Scott, thanks for your presence today, Cheers, Sean sister. Maloney. Absolute pleasure. Looking forward to yeah, our uh, next
0: podcast. Yeah, we're going to roll it through. We've got we're going to have uh, Dave Dennis and Halsey popping up. We'll probably get you on the phone as well, Sumo, if you're available. available. If you're available. Available. Pfft.
1: Lots to look forward to. And uh, look forward to joining you soon. I'm Christy Doran and have a jolly good weekend.